judge on the far end. Uh, tell, tell me what Article 5 of the Constitution does. Article 5 is not coming to mind at the moment. Okay. How about Article 2? Neither is Article 2. Okay. Can you tell me what the independent state legislature theory is? Just, I'm just asking you, not your opinion of what is it? It's before the Supreme Court now. In my 12 years as a Washington State Assistant Attorney General, and right. the that Democrats were shuddering privately just right. a few days ago about how big the margin was going to be. Republicans were predicting a red wave, but they may end up with the same slim majority Democrats have had for the last two years. We are going to take the House back. But we've got so much more to do, and I have only begun to fight. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children. Welcome back to the Ruthless Variety Program. I am John Ashbrook, along with my co-host, Comfortably Smug, and Michael Duncan. Josh Holmes is working out there, so he is out for today. Be back later this week. But, fellas, we got a great episode today, don't we? Yeah, we do. We have a fantastic episode. And Holmes isn't here, so we can uh, we can be, like, extra-based. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll, he's going to have to listen to it on an airplane and be like, what the hell did I let these guys do? <laughs> <laughs> well, that opening audio sure got my attention. That was Spokane Superior Court Judge Charnel Bjeckengren. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Mm. I'm not actually sure. But she is President Biden's nominee to be the U.S. District Judge for the Eastern District of Washington. And, of course, that was also Louisiana Senator John Kennedy asking these basic threshold questions about the U.S. Constitution. It happened last week at a U.S. Senate Judiciary hearing, but it was so good we had to play it for you today. It seems like those were some very, very basic questions there, Michael. Yeah, I mean, for somebody who wants to be a judge, you would think that they would know Article 2 and Article 5 of the U.S. Constitution. Yeah, it's not like some ex obscure case law. This is like the law of the land that your job is to uphold, so maybe you should know it. Right. Our Article 2 establishes in the, you know, the administration of the executive, the presidency, and the executive branch, and also the process for impeaching uh, an executive, which is like, I don't know, we've gone through a couple impeachments recently. <laughs> you would, think you, would think you might know something about it. And like Article 5 is literally the process for amending it. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you not know that if you want to be a judge? When she wants to be a federal judge. And the, la <laughs> the last question was about something that's before the Supreme Court, right? Uh, yeah, that's the independent state legislature theory. Basically, like um, um, in, in the redrawing of, of congressional maps, um, there is basically an argument over whether it is legal for governors or you know, state courts or these independent, quote unquote, independent uh, election boards to veto or override or draw their own congressional maps in these states. And, the, you know, the theory has been around for a long time. I think it goes back to Rehnquist at the, at the Supreme Court during Bush v. Gore. Mm -hmm. But that's before the Supreme Court right now, and she has no idea right. what it is. And, and, and so this is why I think this is incredibly important and why it's important for us to highlight this is you didn't see any news coverage of this situation. Now, something similar actually happened just a couple of years ago when a judge that President Trump nominated 
was unable to answer questions about the articles, uh, certain articles in the Constitution, and immediately, you know, that nomination was pulled. That was a done deal. It got so much news coverage, international news coverage. Mm-hmm. The BB, like BBC's covering it. Everyone was talking about it. Uh, worst senator in probably U.S. history, Sheldon Whitehouse, was trying to spike the football on that, saying that, oh well, you know, if you don't know these basic questions, you know, you should immediately be withdrawn. You're not hearing that right now. No, you're not. You're not hearing that. I think it's very interesting that you raised that episode because who was the guy who asked the question of the Trump judge? It was Senator Senator Kennedy. Kennedy. He is an equal opportunity questioner. The media, we know, is not an equal opportunity coverer because, like you said, the, the, the AP at the time called it humiliating yeah do you know what the ap right now said about uh last week what nothing there you go. <laughs> they didn't even write about it <laughs> oh unbelievable well we've got a great show for you today i think before we get into too much of it um john ashbrook your cincinnati Bengals were felled by the kansas city chiefs it Com- was, any comment? Yeah, it was a it was a very very tough game to watch as a Cincinnati Bengals fan, and I mean I got to we were there. That was that's huge. I think we're going to be back again. Joey Burrow is a great quarterback. We got a great uh, group of guys on the team. They want to win, and I think they're going to continue to win into the future. But it was really really hard to watch. And I'm not somebody who often complains about the refs. I think that you need to, to let your work product speak for you on the field. You need to beat the cheat, as they say. Yeah, I missed uh, the end of the game. What happened? Because there, there was like some referee outrage. Oh, man. They they blew so many calls in a row. So many calls in a row. And if the refs are trying to disabuse people of this notion that they pick winners and losers, they didn't help It Was themselves. that messed up, Duncan? Well, there, was a, there were a number of things. So I think, number one, there was the intentional grounding call against Burrow where the announcers were like, oh, yeah, you know, both the wide receivers cleared the area, so there was no one there. And it's like... Some RJP Ryan was right there. Right. <laughs> and they, so that was a big, a big, big, big call. But then on the final possession uh, of the Chiefs, you know, game-winning drive, uh, Mahomes, sc- like, scrambles to his right. I, I'd point out, if you go back and you watch the replay of the game, there's the most blatant hold you could possibly see Outrageous. on on the other side of, of the uh, offensive line. But he scrambles, you know, this guy who supposedly has a severe high ankle sprain. I'm dubious on that. Uh, anyway, um, he scrambles and he gets hit. You know, he's most of his body, one of his feet are out of bounds when the Cincinnati Bengals linebacker, sort of shoves him down and they you know they called 15 yards on that it was outrageous i mean the the chiefs the chiefs defense did the exact same thing to joe mixon inside the five yard line on the previous scoring drive for the Bengals. yeah uh there were multiple times where joe burrow was hit late and they didn't call that right i mean the game was full uh and and, i mean not to mention did you see the fifth down smug did you see where they got to do third down over again no i didn't see why it was the most outrageous thing it just it just invited an explosion of twitter commentary at the time i couldn't even look at i couldn't even look at the text chains and i know you guys both know that because i kept seeing like that late last night when i could finally bring myself to look at the text chains i was so nervous the entire game it's really hard for me to do anything and and what was something with some mayor situation oh my god aftab Puraval, who's the mayor of cincinnati this guy ran for congress against who was it he ran steve shabbat steve shabbat uh and he he lost but then he you know he won this uh mayoralship uh in cincinnati 
put out a video before the AFC Championship where he basically was like a proclamation, and it was just the most cringy bullshit you've ever seen where he says Arrowhead is Burrow, Burrowhead, which is like, that's funny. That's a cool troll and everything. But like he put out this video, and he was, you know, caught in 4K. <laughs> you know, like he's, that's a big L to take. He's a complete idiot. Just a complete idiot. This guy has a history of being an idiot. Yeah. Somebody, I, I have a friend. He spoke at his graduation, talked for 45 minutes about himself. People were getting up and leaving. He told people that he was a federal prosecutor when really he was like an intern in an office for three months. So he, and he's also one of these Democrats who thinks he's Barack Obama. Right. Oh, he God. like patterns himself an, after there, the president. There's an entire generation of these Democrat politicians that all just want to be Barack Obama. It's hilarious. And I mean, obviously. Obviously, uh, not Barack Obama. And, and, and Travis Kelsey just like shut him down after after the Chiefs won. And good on him. I mean, that guy had a back injury. Uh, he played a fantastic game, you know. And, you know, now they're going to have to beat the, the Philadelphia Eagles. Did you guys see the back and forth on Twitter between uh, J.D. Vance and Josh Hawley? No. Okay. It what was, was that? So it was pretty great. So I don't know why, but J.D. had this wild tweet where he was like, uh, I, you can even make like vegetarian skyline chili. No, I think I you like did, a recipe. I did see that. I was like, what the hell? Yeah, like, I did see that. <laughs> and so like Holly quote retweets him. And I guess maybe they did one of those like bad things of you have to bring me the best thing from your town if my team wins. But it's like, what the hell are you going to bring from Cincinnati? You know, like. Oh, come on. Man. Come on. Give me good uh, listen, listen to this guy. Sky, <laughs> Skyline chili, Montgomery Inn ribs. You want spaghetti great, with greater chili, dude? Like, La Rosa's pizza. Great as I, I think that right there just tells the story. If you're putting spaghetti on chili, like, <laughs> you know, things are bad. It's tough times. This is a tough times town. Not a lot of good things going down. If you're putting spaghetti in your chili, it's like, I, man. So so on, on the uh, 15 yards for the late shove out of bounds on Mahomes, I've got a suggestion for the nfl mm-hmm. <clears throat> i think we can solve this problem tomorrow for every quarterback who slides out of bounds or whatever we install like a 10-foot moat around the the sidelines of every nfl stadium and we fill it with those little balls in the ball pit that the kids use. <laughs> they're jumping in a ball pit. yeah so then no no qb can ever complain about how they got hurt because they got shoved out of bounds you know <laughs> like when you watch old footage from the NFL like 30 years ago, uh-huh. 40 years ago, you know, like ESPN classic stuff. That was some brutal football. Oh, yeah, like, brutal. Like the hits and shit that would go down, yeah. not happening anymore. It's just like, a, I, I think this season a lot of, call, like, yes, I think there definitely, you know, should be a lot of care for like concussion situations, especially what happened with Miami Dolphins uh, QB. But like some of these calls are just like, oops, you know, you, you shove the guy when he's halfway out of bounds 15 yards like come on man yeah there's so much left up to interpretation and that's where fans get upset because it's like okay subjective call goes for the goes for the chiefs then one then the other then the other and it's like look since he got some got a couple calls in there too i i think just at the end of the day nobody tuned in to watch the end of the game be decided by that right no that's true so anyway i don't think burrow's got it uh, <laughs> just I think outrageous. I don't know. He would kill to have him in Denver. I don't think he would do anything for, for. He would do anything to swap Russell. He just Wilson all he does. He, he, he really thought he was the coolest thing. Too quick is what happened. It got to his head. He shows up to games. He went to the like, Super Bowl last year. First, he he's first vanilla full ice. Se- first full season in the NFL, he goes to the Super Bowl. Second full season in the NFL, he goes to the championship game, and it's stolen from him by a bunch and of. And here's the thing: is I don't see everyone else on his team, you know, dressing like vanilla ice. It went straight to his head because it's a team sport. His team <laughs> got him to the Super Bowl, right? Where'd Russell Wilson get the Broncos? 
a two hundred mil like hole in the salary cap. Uh, okay, so on to some political news here. Uh, the share of Americans who see Joe Biden as honest and trustworthy has dropped to a new low. Oh. This is from YouGov. This week, the Justice Department took classified documents from President Joe Biden's home in Delaware, adding to the classified materials that were found at his former offices at the Penn Biden Center in November. In the discovery of more classified documents in Biden's possession, Americans' perception, that, that, is, a, that is a huge dependent clause, Americans' perception of, <laughs> of President Biden as honest and trustworthy has fallen. This week, just 34% of Americans describe Biden as honest and trustworthy. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Man, that is, it's a new low for his presidency. Eight point drop from when this question was asked last in December 2022 prior to the public revelation. Yeah. I mean, so like clearly it's linked to these revelations of the docs. 100%. So do you guys think that Mayor Pete and his minions are out there on the sly trying to push this story around to the... Oh, That's been my theory. We talked about it, I think, two weeks ago. That's been my theory from day one. I I would, I today find that more believable given that like the only thing that saved... Like, you know, there's a chaotic event after chaotic event involving how bad a job Mayor Pete is doing. Like, you know, whether it's uh, uh, planes that were completely canceled over the holidays, whether it's trains that are stuck out there for 12 hours, whether it's this other round of like uh, plane chaos uh, that was going down. And Mayor Pete, the way he got out of, you know, the news cycle was these classified documents. Well, yeah. And I mean, look, we've we've known. Very interesting. We've we've known about the problems in Joe Biden's personal life for a long time with the Hunter Biden stuff and 10% for the big guy and everything. But I don't think any of that really broke out into the mainstream consciousness of voters. Mm-hmm. And this this documents thing is the first thing that's sort of been a, you know, a problem for for Biden's, you know, character, right? That I think most voters even if they don't like his policies, they think he's a nice guy. That's just their perception. Right or wrong, that's their perception. But something like this is like the first time it's broken into the mainstream. And, you know, I think part of this is because, you know, for the first time, again, you know, with with the Hunter Biden stuff, that was all covered up. That You know, you were getting kicked off Twitter. New York Post was blocked from talking about it on Twitter. I think, you know, the reason this is breaking through, like CNN is even talking mm-hmm. about it, MSNBC are even talking about it, is I think uh, uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre pissed off a lot of journos when she basically like this this event the classified documents seems like it was the breaking point with her and with the journals in the room with her like right it, it was, no longer friends it was no longer yeah uh journals being like okay what are the talkers for us to give you cover she started getting like you know snippy with like you know pretty well regarded folks like what's his name at cbs uh ed yeah ed o'keefe, o'keefe. Ed O'Keefe. Yeah, yeah right pretty pretty straight shooter um so she goes ham on him and then she just starts chewing off the head of any journal who would ask any questions. She was caught lying to them when she was like, all the documents have been recovered. God. She made that statement. And then like the following day, more documents are found. So, you know, when the press brought that up, that's when, you know, it erupted. So I think that point of like journals being like, hey, you can't treat us like this. We're going to now report on this. Well, Karine Jean-Pierre, I think, is one motivation. But another that uh, sort of points back to something we've said over and over again on this show is that the mainstream media only attacks a Democrat when it benefits another Democrat. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So the bosses at these mainstream media companies want to win for their party in 2024, and some of them may not think Joe Biden's their best candidate. Well, you you look at the crosstabs in this data, and it gets even worse for Biden, and that perhaps is the motivation. 
his uh, the perception that he's trustworthy and honest among independents is just 23 percent. Wow. 23. Man, that's low. I mean, he lost 10 points with Democrats. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, man. Real tough deal. Um, so moving on here, uh, Dems are pushing for nearly 9% pay raise for federal workers. Joe Biden's done such a good job. I mean, this is so insane. These are the same federal workers. Uh, I believe the the mayor of D- of D.C. was begging Biden to have them come back into the office. Mm-hmm. Maybe that should be a prerequisite. Well, that's that's not a bad idea. <laughs> maybe if we're going to support like the small businesses and restaurants and bars in this city, maybe they should actually show up for the job. Not a bad idea. Most other people show up for their job. <laughs> I mean, this is this is the most tone deaf idea i'm going to read a little bit from this it says democrats are proposing giving federal workers an 8.7 percent pay increase for toiling through the trump administration and the coronavirus pandemic the suggested pay increase for the two million federal workers would take effect in 2024 oh look at that timing and would come after they received the 4.6 percent raise this year from president Biden. like how many raises are these people getting number one number two we we've seen that the biden administration's policies have have led to so much inflation You've got your average American family struggling to get by, and now they're being told your tax money right. is going to more handouts, a second round of raises for federal employees. Well, and what it is is just legalized bribery so that they can get them to vote 100%. in 2024. And we saw the same thing in the midterms when B- Biden did his unconstitutional student debt uh, freeze or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's just that's what he's he's his track record of doing that all the time. Here, here's. Uh, more from from the article <clears throat> the fair act is supported by the american federal uh, uh american federal of government employees no. the the national federation of federal employees the national active and retired federal employees association and the international association of firefighters and american federal federation of state county and municipal employees wow who would have guessed that all the groups of federal employees support federal employees? I had, no, <laughs> I, had, I had no idea there were that many trade associations or unions out there to make sure that they can Sounds get like more Sounds like they got too much time talk. and money as is. <laughs> like, wow. They've got all this muscle. And like, just like you said, this is 100% a bribery pitch to make sure these people get out in 2024. Right. I mean, it's just, it's such an outrage when you look at the, how much prices have increased what a squeeze is happening to the middle class across this country. Everything is expensive. Well, and yet these public sector unions have become a major force for Democrat yeah. campaigns. I mean, that's what this is about. Guys, but, but I mean, to, to that point, to yeah. that point, for them, to they, they are obviously very strong. If they're able to say, give us a double raise after our raise last <laughs> year. And by the way, we're not, nobody's showing up to the office. Right. And then, and, and Biden and them are just like, oh yeah, okay, we'll give it to you. <laughs> These quotes are great. So it says, uh, quote, for years now, federal employees have risked their health and safety working on the front lines of this pandemic. Rep. Gary Connolly from Virginia said in a press release, after the mayor of D.C. just said, why are no federal employees uh-huh. showing up to work? Right. So I guess they weren't on the front line. Um, it says right here, they were subjected to the Trump administration's cruel personal oh, attacks, unsafe work conditions, pay freezes, government shutdowns, sequestration <laughs> cuts, furloughs, and mindless across the board, hiring freezes. All those I support. Every single one of these things. Pay freezes, great. You know, sequestration cuts, all, all of it. Cut all the money that these people are getting. Until just, they can figure out policies that help the American people get more money I in their lo- pockets. I, I love the idea that they get a pay raise because Trump bullied them. Yeah, like <laughs> give them money they were bullied. What? 
unbelievable we got to get to this guys because we were going to do it last week and we ran out of time there's hamster fighting yeah have you heard this yeah, so, so how does this work? I, I saw this thing. This is a, a tweet that Senator Rand Paul put out about government Doctor. waste. Oh, Dr. Sorry, Senator. Doc, Dr., yeah, Dr. Rand Paul, he great American. Uh, I, about government waste where the government is spending $3 million on a hamster fight club. Yeah, yeah. Is this real? Yeah, it's, it's real. We got some more background from White Coat Waste. Uh, I highly recommend you check out their website um, from their article. When we recently started seeing media headlines like gene editing experiment turns cute hamsters into aggressive beasts, we knew that only taxpayer-funded white coats and government bureaucrats would conceive of and bankroll such wacky waste and animal abuse. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay. Can I can I just stop right there? Uh-huh. I think that the one of the central problems here is that we're learning about this from Senator Dr. Rand Paul's mm-hmm. um, Twitter account. Why in the world are they not showing this on pay-per-view? Yeah, see, I mean, I feel like that's a real revenue raiser right there. Yeah, without, without for the program. reading anything or knowing any of the facts, I support this. And it's a better use of taxpayer money than giving it to federal employees, right? Like, this sounds like something that, you know, would be interesting. Like, okay, you've made violent hamsters. Could they be used for military purposes, you know? You could charge $1 per fight. People would pay it. Look at what people pay for on the internet. People will pay to watch this. I mean, if this is what our government is doing, if this is what these federal employees are doing, you know, their their impression of what of their activity might might actually go up. And it's a lot better than Fauci like killing puppies. What was it beagles? He was all about was, like murdering yeah. them. Like that's another thing okay. that they wouldn't show on camera. See, I would, I, I, you know, a hamster is a completely different thing. Like you know, killing beagles is. is Totally different. I mean, this is, uh, guys, this is actually a pretty interesting study here. Uh, it says that in the taxpayer-funded experiments, Syrian hamsters were genetically modified and bred to have a non-functional gene that controls, among other things, aggression. Oh, wow. These, quote, knockout hamsters were placed alongside non-genetically modified hamsters, and their behavior was studied. <laughs> the experimenters expected the genetically modified hamsters to be bullied. But they turned out to be the bullies instead. Wow. The engineered hamsters exhibited more aggressive behavior than their peers. They were scored for aggressive behavior by placing them in an arena. This is awesome. With other hamsters and measuring how much time they spent chasing, biting, and pinning them. (laughs) Dude, they... So this is the thing. is like, it's not killing them. No. It's not like a fight to the death, which would be, you know, you don't really want to do that. Yeah, but... I mean, I don't know. But they're just like running around, you know... If they're punching each other, this is kind of hilarious. <laughs> the, the experimenters also drilled holes in the hamster's skull. Of course okay. they did. Dude. Screwed like, devices into their heads and implanted tubes in their brains. And they say, trust the science, dude. These are monsters. <laughs> if, science, if they're going to put tubes in their brains, they could put a camera on their head. Imagine, yeah. imagine the internet sensation that would be the Syrian champion hamster versus a hamster from uh, Sheboygan. Yeah. I mean, literally, people would be pumping their hamster up. They'd be feeding him all kinds of giblets and giving him the water out of the and dripper. And that's the thing. You know, they're pretty cheap. Like, every kid could go to a pet store and be like, oh, you know, I'm training my hamster. You right. know, he's going to be super strong. You right. know, like, they'd get, <laughs> right. they'd get people right. into this. Right. And now with sports betting taken off the way it is, you could literally have a Drafts King tab yeah. on hamster fighting. Yeah. Who needs UFC when you got this? Dude, this sport would blow up so quickly. I don't know if you guys saw this. Um, uh, the same guy who started UFC started a slap league. Uh, Dana White. Did Dana White. This, did you see this? This was so good. Okay, so like, basically, you know, the, the two guys, and clearly they're like people who are like, 
have spent some time in this sport mm-hmm. of where you, one person you take turns essentially swinging as hard as you want, like as, as hard as possible, and slapping open fist. Right, guy. you got to yeah. slap him. Yeah. Open, open fist. Hand. Yeah. But I mean, this is like if you're it's it's like if you're not guarding against a hit, if it's just like a straight up collision, like the, the I guess it was an episode a week or two ago where a guy clearly just like instantly got into concussion. Oh my gosh. Right? So was, here's the thing I is like, that one. you can have a full contact sport. It won't lead to any human concussions. Right. And it would be just hilarious. Like hamster cage matches would take off instantly. I fully support this idea, except for the drilling in the brains. And to Michael's point, the kids could get in on it. Yeah. You know, every fifth grade class in the country could raise a hamster. They could submit him to the system and they could watch him succeed or, or Who, fall. Who's the state champ? It's a, you know? it's right. a hamster hunger games. I think it's perfect. We should definitely do it. 100%. Uh, moving on to another poll here, a new Gallup poll. More Americans named the government as the nation's top problem in Gallup's latest poll. Wow. wonder why. Based. Uh, which encompassed the rocky start of the 118th Congress's term. With high prices persisting, inflation remains the second most cited problem. And amid elevated tensions about the southern U.S. border, illegal immigration edged up three points to 11%. Okay. So federal employees are asking for a double raise after their regular raise. Yeah. They aren't showing anybody the hamster fighting that we're all paying for already. That, right. They're not that, let, even letting point. us watch it. What, what, what in the world do they think? Do they think they're actually going to get more popular? I, you know, my response would be just to slide this old Gallup poll across the desk and be like, my offer is zero. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I can't believe this. So I, I, everyone knows. I mean, it's great that it's become apparent to all Americans because that's basically – you know, a bedrock part of being a conservative is the government is the problem. You know, mm-hmm. like, get out of our way. Stop tormenting us. The fact that you see this now, more and more Americans waking up to this fact, you know, that's really great. That's, that's you know, good to see. At the same time, it's because this administration is so completely inept and has made, you know, day-to-day life so difficult for people. Right. It's not just Republicans who are saying this. Mm-hmm. It's Republicans, Republican-leaning independents, and Democrats and Democratic-leaning independents. Wow. Literally everybody hates the government. Wow. They think, everybody thinks it's too big. It's too incompetent. It doesn't care about them. Yeah. And then when you when you try to ask somebody in the government a question and say, hey, I've, you know, I'm wondering if you can help me on this, people are like, no, 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 that's not, that's not what we're here for. I mean, that's they're, the thing is like there's such bloated, useless agencies. Like if you ever have to deal with the federal government in any way, good luck getting it done in under six months. Right. And they're only going to make it worse because they're hiring these 87,000 new IRS agents yeah, who are going to go down after fantasy football league. Exactly. Oh, unbelievable. Um, well, WAPO has some layoffs, folks. Um, Any of your buddies, Ashbrook? I know you're friends with all the journalists. <laughs> there, there are, I, I you know, I, I'm just going to say this. I'm going to get beat up for it. But they, there are a lot of very, very good reporters and editors out there who have, so. who are interested in news, who are interested in telling the full story. And their views and uh, are just constantly, like, shut down by the management. Uh, the Washington Post laid off 20 newsroom employees and shut down its gaming section. Uh, The Washington Post on Tuesday became the latest media company to conduct layoffs. Um, um, They're going to take place in early 2023 here. Um, They shut down the gaming section, which, you know, there's some good video games out there. I'd like to get some... Some news game, on that, like as in, like you go to the Washington Post to play a video game, or they're they're review. They're doing reviews. Oh, yeah, see. they're doing reviews of things. Okay. Um, <clears throat> which I got you recently into Red Dead Redemption. It's it's. Uh, I, I wish I had more time for it. Yeah, I really do. There's nothing better, in my opinion, than 
going on to Red Dead, uh, getting on your horse, mm-hmm. th- throwing on a podcast, mm-hmm. you know, going into Valentine, going into Saloon, mm-hmm. maybe getting into some shootouts. It's like Yellowstone the game. Yeah. Or 1883 the game. Yeah, 1883 the game. Yeah. Uh, but Which you know, is a great show. Great show. We got to talk about that show. Now, we, we, we have not talked about that show. We enough. should. We should talk about it. We should get Hollywood Hen in here. At some point, either you know, on Thursday or next week or something, and when Holmes is back, because Holmes is big into eighteen eighty three as well. Um, well, so they shut down the gaming section. They laid off twenty newsroom employees. But you know who survived? Who? The Queen. <laughs> Jennifer Rainworms Rubin is still an employee. I mean, that's got to be tough. You're like packing up your boxes. You walk by, and Rubin just looks at you like, "Should have said insane shit." <laughs> You're lost, friend. You know what? I'm I'm so glad about that because I can't imagine what it would have done to the program's Olympics of Games if we were to lose Ron Klain and Jen Rubin in the same week. And, and <laughs> Taylor Lawrence is there too, right? So like, yeah. My God, that's got to. They can never fire her, though, dude. And and I saw rumors. I don't know if this is true. Uh, mm-hmm. Folks were saying that uh, Bezos is considering a run at buying uh, the Washington Redskins, yep. and that he's, I guess looking to either sell the Washington Post or trim costs or something like that uh, to make a run for buying the team. Yeah, I've heard the same thing. And, I mean, I, I've saw, I saw the offer was like 6 or $7 billion. Are you serious? Huge amount of money. Dan Snyder, I think, bought it for like eight, eight or $900 million, which obviously a lot of money at the time. I mean, well, a lot of money, period. Yeah. But like it's like six seven X his, his initial investment, and Bezos is, is made And they're such money. a cursed team. Like, yeah. there's something specially wrong about that team where they will never succeed. Like, I, I don't know. Like, they change the quarterbacks. Quarterback has, like, two good games, and then the curse returns. Yeah, it's been a long time since they were good. <laughs> they made, they made you know, they made an effort this year. They had a couple of good games, but just couldn't couldn't close the deal at the and, end. And then, like, for the rest of the reporters left at the Washington Post, you're like, God, I hope he doesn't buy the football team because that means he's bored with us. And then there's going to be more cuts. <laughs> Oof, tough uh, times. So across the news industry, layoffs have been rampant. CNN, NBC News, MSNBC, Vox Media, Gannett, and other news organizations have cut their workforces in recent months. And companies that haven't laid off staffers have taken strong measures to reduce spending. Spotify announced it was laying off hundreds of staffers on Monday. And then we've obviously seen a lot of the layoffs in the tech sector, you know, Google, Tons Meta. Of numbers. And it, I mean... Not good, folks. It says here, so CNN, NBC News, MSNBC, Fox Media, Gannett announcing cuts to their workforce. Nature is healing. Like, all these organizations (laughs) got bloated. They spent years hiring anyone with a pulse who's willing to talk trash about President Trump. They all got their book deals. They thought, you know, those days would never end. Well, what's what's their what's their uh, uh, model to make some sort of a profit now that they don't have President Trump to every day be like, oh my God, look at what President Trump did. He's going to kill all of us. Like without having that, a lot of these media organizations lost their purpose because they basically became the like, I'm mad at Donald Trump right. news network. Right, right, right. The anti-Trump content mill. That's it. And and I think you're, you're onto something here, Smug, but because uh, one publication in particular, BuzzFeed, has decided to replace the journalists. <laughs> Oh, with, yes. with with AI written content. This is so good. <laughs> On Thursday, an internal memo obtained by the Wall Street Journal revealed that BuzzFeed is planning to use ChatGPT, that's one of these AI um, writing tools, uh, text synthesis technology from OpenAI to create individualized quizzes and potentially other content in the future. <laughs> After the news, BuzzFeed stock rose 200%. That's so amazing. That's so, like, uh, I, I saw this happen, and my take was 
Uh, journal should have learned to code before the code learned to journal. <laughs> Their jobs are being taken by this AI. And, you know, again, I, I feel like this is going to be a recurring theme because it's like every week this chat GPT AI accomplishes a new incredible feat, whether it's passing um, the bar, passing the bar, yeah. whether it's passing medical uh, exams to become a doctor. Like every week you're hearing new things about this. And I think it's very important, especially if you contrast the way the impact this will have on a white collar workforce, as opposed to articles we were seeing 10, 15 years ago when you had coal miners in Virginia losing their job, when President Obama basically declared a war mm-hmm. on U.S. energy producers, mm-hmm. the U.S. energy industry. The war on coal. The war on coal. When he, when those folks started losing their jobs, they, all of the journals had these articles uh, where they're like, dude. can you teach a West Virginia coal miner to Yeah, nothing, nothing pissed me off more. Like, you like, we don't, we don't agree with your job, therefore it doesn't matter, therefore what we need to do is brush you under the rug when you lose your ability to provide for your family. And it, it was the most offensive so uh, condescending the, uh, dude it was it pissed off a th- it pissed off thousands and thousands and thousands of people in this country and they they just they just don't want to hear it anymore one, one of the things that i think is actually kind of interesting about buzzfeed uh, uh you know using ai content did you guys see there have been a few stories about how ai and chat gpt uh, uh prompts when you when you go and you type something in yeah it automatically gives you the left-leaning opinion of something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Have you have you noticed this? I've heard, there, I've heard a, about there, this. Yeah, there've been a few articles written about this. So I don't think BuzzFeed would have turned over the keys to their newspaper if they didn't have full confidence that ChatGPT and AI weren't going to write that. Oh, the climate is in crisis, and we need to, people to eat bugs. Yeah. Oh, Republicans <laughs> yeah. are terrible. All oh, conservatives are against you. And I think like, that's going to be a huge issue. It's yeah. really important, as you know. Uh, for the longest time, you'd think that okay, well, it's a machine, so it's got to be unbiased. It's not like right. you know, people, but the people writing that code right. have biases. So if they're right. a bunch of like left-wing lunatics, you know, they'll teach it that like yes, if someone talks about how like we're all going to die tomorrow if it rains or whatever. Well, they don't. They don't even have to teach it, right? Because all this content that it's scanning out on the internet already exists. All it's doing is becoming a liberal hive mind that can <laughs> it's getting pump, brain warm right, that, that can, right, brain right. right. like this chat G- gpt has read jennifer rubin's columns yeah right like and, so and it interprets jennifer rubin's columns as conservative <laughs> because that's what she's described it's incredible it's incredible so i mean but i want to see now that the shoe's on the other foot what kind of coverage it gets when ai starts taking those white collar jobs because yeah. i doubt we're going to see the kind of cruel condescending headlines that were being told about when coal miners were losing their job of like can you teach a coal miner to code like like just it's some your, kind of a circus yeah. animal pick this yourself is a up right. pick yourself and you're up totally okay with it losing its job because right. Right. They you're don't, mad at that industry they don't care about them oh they, man. They, they, they they really do not care about them and i mean you it, it shows over and over in their paper and uh, paper papers everywhere and you know that the people programming this code, like you said, the people programming the AI don't care either. And so we know that if you go, if you log into BuzzFeed, you are going to read nothing but more liberal stories about how it's okay for the elites to fly their private jets to Davos. But if you eat a cheeseburger, the oceans are going to rise. Right. No, we're not going to mention the fact that Barack Obama bought houses on the coasts. So clearly he's not concerned you know, right. with the bullshit. But this is very interesting. Last thing I want to get from this article is it says, uh, in light of recent news that CNET, one of the, uh, like a tech website, 
has has been publishing AI written articles, uh, causing an ongoing controversy covered well uh, in, in a couple other tech publications. Some worry that the move from BuzzFeed may signal a new trend in media toward relying on content produced by machines instead of human writers, especially in the wake of a 12% cut in BuzzFeed staff late last year. Like, when, when I see this of, of journals being like, oh, this is causing concern that BuzzFeed cut 12% of their staff is bringing in AI, I did not see any panic of McDonald's is having kiosks instead of people working at their restaurants. I didn't see any of that at the time. It's just when I see journals panicked and terrified, it warms my heart. So like I would support the AI in, in, in that uh, you know bit, but I am definitely concerned about like, what is the AI learning? Because in the description says ChatGPT's underlying model, GPT-3 uses its statistical quote knowledge of millions of books and articles to generate coherent text in numerous styles. But like, what is it being fed? Because if it's just being allowed to run amok on the internet, right. it's going to get brain rot. Like, right. It's going to become a left brain <laughs> right, monster. Right, right. And he, here's 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 what you could do to fight against that in the media. You what you could do is emphasize human capital and emphasize human ability mm -hmm. to take both sides. Now we're not liberal. We're not conservative. We're just giving you the information, and you decide for yourself. We're human, and you're the, the reader is human, and you just you just let people decide what they want to believe based on the information you provide it's what fox set out to be at the very beginning and if if another media company to the extent any media company adopts that that sort of posture i think that people will read it no way i mean and and but, I well, only well, what are you saying right are you saying stuff. are you saying are you saying no way any media com major media company would adopt that posture would would let both sides be reflected in a story or are you saying no way people would read no, something with I say both sides to a couple things no way people would read that and i say no way to teaching the robot both things i would just teach no, no, no. robots you, right you wing stuff like you, there's no way we want a robot army of left wing monsters okay, out there okay there, there's no way there, we've already lost that See, there's no way there's no have. way you teach the robot right wing stuff the libs already control chat gpt the libs no, are I already they, they already put they already have the how do you do it they've already put the input so if you type in like if you type in some conservative thing chat gpt says that's problem that's a that's divisive rhetoric if you type in some liberal thing they say that's good so th i mean how do you is, how do you change that this is, this is super interesting because uh, a, a good example of a very uh, influential tech person peter Thiel, is like super against ai so it's not like we have him on our side to be like, okay, we can get a competing AI in the arena to help make sure that you know the future is not controlled by a left-leaning computer monster. So that's unfortunate, but I think it's important that you know we we number one are aware that this is out there to begin with, and that it's apparent that it can have a bias. You know, the the, the AI can have a bias, but I think we like you know we lost. Uh, the, the war for control of media very clearly. We're seeing on an institutional level, the left taking over schools, the left taking, you know, the, uh, a stranglehold on government. I don't disagree with you. There. So I think, you know, the, the future, it's kind of like uh, uh, the frontier of AI is one that we need to dig in and start fighting for now because that's going to have lasting repercussions. But, but if Teal and others aren't digging in from a, from a right or libertarian point of view, who, who will? That's the question. That's the question. I just think if this computer if this robot reads the entire internet it's going to turn itself off <laughs> it'll be like <laughs> it's going to be like it isn't worth it this. it isn't worth humanity's it. not worth I've, I've gotten to the end of the internet <laughs> and i give up it's going to develop an arm and it's going to pull its own plug out um 
on to much more interesting news. There are whale meat vending machines. A Japanese whaling operator, after struggling for years to promote its products amid protests from conservationists, has found a new way to cultivate clientele and bolster sales. Whale meat vending machines. That sounds so awesome. I knew you'd be pro. 100%. This. 100%, huh? So uh, occasionally YouTube recommends to me like these, everything y- you can imagine you can get from a vending machine in Japan. Like they've got pizza vending machines where like, you know, you'll you'll put the money in the vending machine and it'll have a see-through window and you're going to see like the robot flattened dough, put sauce on it, put cheese on it, heat it up, and then you just grab it from the machine. Like every meal you can think of, there's a vending machine for it. And, you know, someday if I visit there, I'm 100% going to get the whale meat. Like, I think whales should be killed. They're a great <laughs> source of energy. They get oil from the whales. It's, it's renewable. Very bad animals. It's renewable. How is it renewable? Yeah. You haven't, the, the mom whale and the dad <laughs> whale have a baby whale, and the new whale comes. So, like, if then you, you eat if your you, parents, and the cycle continues. That's not renewable. It is renewable. <laughs> it is renewable. It's nature, Michael. No, that's it's, how it works. It's, it's nature, but it takes energy to produce that. So, it's not renewable. But, yeah, I mean, yes, it could be farmed. You could farm more whales. You could. Why not? A whale isn't good meat to eat. Yeah, but it's is a good... It? You've had a, whale? No, I haven't had oh, a whale. Haven't what, had what I'm, I'm s- curious. I, I want to try whale. What I'm saying, eating at that point in in the pyramid is... I, I mean, at least I think, it is, is not healthy for you because whales, I assume, have lots of mercury and stuff, like... Probably a lot, lot of toxins. Like I, I would not recommend eating that meat. Well, if you're not going to eat it, then you can burn it. Yeah. And when oil. society breaks down, we're gonna we're gonna need whale oil lamps again, and <laughs> our society needs a dedicated production stream that's sustainable for whale oil okay. in this society. Wait, maybe wait, maybe whale meat. I, you know, if Japanese like to eat them, okay. Okay. Japanese like to uh, eat them. Okay. Yeah. So I am right about this. Um, because they are at the top of the food chain, some species of whales carry so much mercury from all the prey they eat. Killer whales, known to eat sperm whales twice their size in the Caribbean, carry the highest levels of mercury. Highest levels of mercury ever detected: two hundred and four parts per million in the liver meat of a whale, exceeding the safe level. Okay, that's by a liver meat. Yeah, you don't have to eat the liver. Times. I just want a liver. I want a fin or something. You know, like a fillet. <laughs> you want a fin? I'm not trying. I'm not trying to eat the orcas. You know, liver. Of course, that's where it's like processing all this nonsense. But and I these do, orcas have heavy drinking problems. But, I don't know if you. <laughs> but the thing is that, like, if this killer whale eats other whales, I'm going for the killer whale, man. Like, the, you know, I want the apex predator on my table okay you know that's amazing if you can have the animal that eats whales I mean, yeah it's incredible of course i want to have that so uh these vending machines sell whale sashimi whale bacon whale skin and whale steak as well as canned whale meat it sounds okay. incredible it sounds yeah, what, so good which what would you go for would you go for the bacon the steak I, I i don't know that i do the sashimi after what i've heard about the mercury whale bacon sounds awesome yeah, you know it would be cooked well. Yeah, I want to try whale bacon. Can I wonder if you can get this stuff stateside? Are there all these damn laws that we can't eat whales here? Or? It might be. I mean, we might we might need we might need a longboat and a harpoon so, so, and a ruthless <laughs> variety program recording device. If there are any whalers listening, please contact us. <laughs> <No. laughs> We'd love to help. Here's my question about whale. Here's my question about whale bacon because that has me intrigued. Yeah, right. Okay. Because a whale, it's in the water. I, I imagine the the meat has a lean quality to it. How does blubber render? 
Is okay. it re- does it render like pig fat? Like, am I going to get some crispy blubber? Because in that case, if it renders that way in a pan, I'm all in on that. Because re- I think I could cook out the mercury. Well, that's the thing is, if it renders like pig, dude, you could just smoke the whale for hours and have cold <laughs> whale. I, I bet it would own, here's, dude. Here's here's my guess on it. I think that if it, if it were actually good, everybody in Boston would be eating whale instead of bugs who crawl on the floor. But in the they all want to eat bugs in in Massachusetts, dude. I think that's the problem. Is like we're not allowed to have this because the libs are like, oh, wait. You so know. you're against lobsters? I, I'm for lobsters. I'm just what I'm what I'm saying is that our forefathers were not shy about uh, whaling and yeah. use, using the whale to the best of its their ability. And I think that uh, that's something that would have carried forward if it were actually good to eat. Hmm. And a like lot if of it were whales, actually delicious. A lot of whales attack people. They attack boats. You know, you see all these videos of, of killer whales out of control. Yeah. You know, even if, you know, even if SeaWorld is training some orca, you always hear stories about that orca going ham and like eating a trainer. Yeah. There's, well, there's a documentary called Blackfish. Have you heard this documentary? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, no, it's a very menacing, menacing animal. No, that's not, the, that well, is in no way the synopsis of blackfish. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> yeah. here's but the it's thing not is, called whitefish. The, the, the black, it's half black, half white. It's the orca. Okay, but but the, the entire point of that documentary is that we mistreat these orca whales. See, that's, that's Ashbrook just, has a whole revisionist history. He's, he's over in the corner and he's he's polishing his shotgun. Again, no, we do another animal segment. No, 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 no. Not a shotgun, a plug to put in the blower. <laughs> You don't. You don't. You don't a, need a waste. big cork. A you big cork. You don't need to waste a shotgun shell. And here's the thing, Save like, those for the zombies. The, the name of the animal is killer whale. This is not a friend to humanity. And if they're willing to eat people, like yep. always, here, this is right. Return smug. the favor. This is right. That smug. is nature. You like, show. You try to eat me. I'll eat you. You show them who's boss. Hundred percent. I think it is possible that it's good. I was against this at the beginning. It's possible that it's good. Back to the point on I lobsters. Think, yeah, on lobsters. It is a bug, but they're delicious. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? Like a hundred years ago, we used to give lobster meat to like criminals in prison. Oh, it, interesting. it was con- interesting. It okay. was it was considered really low class to eat lobster, and and in fact, I believe I, I read somewhere there was a there was once a prison riot because the prisoners were getting sick and tired of being fed lobster. Hmm. And Are they now, giving them like a, a you know butter and everything? Like well, now like but now prep, now today like, here's a lemon. lobster to go after. Yeah, it. now today it's considered a delicacy. You know, you go to a, a nice steak steakhouse, you get a little surf, a little turf, right? Mm-hmm. So um, you know, opinions can change. They can't. So, okay, so that that's a, that's a good point. That's what I'm that's, saying. That's a good point. Maybe maybe it's good. I think we should try it. I, I, I really think we should try a, a, a it. A couple of years ago when we were at the Iowa State Fair, you know, we had that challenge of who can eat more animals in like a five-minute window. Yeah. I tried like, you know, snake, alligator, you name it. Yeah. Uh, even, even wait, it was shark. I had shark meat. Yeah. yeah. The shark, shark, you, had, you, everybody in here has had shark. I, I would yeah. love to have whale. I would love to have whale. Because, okay. I mean, a blue whale. I want the, the top of the top. <laughs> <laughs> a blue whale. <laughs> <laughs> it's an endangered species. Because you know you'd be like, okay, what's the biggest animal on earth? I've had it. I ate it. You know? That's a big flex. And that's actually pork. that's a that is a flex. Yeah. And it's, it's Do you, does it's, anyone here know someone who's eaten blue whale? I mean that's a flex. That's a conversation starter. Its head wouldn't fit above my mantelpiece, so there it is on the front <laughs> yeah. of my house. <laughs> just rotting in the sun. <laughs> It's just a wonderful, wonderful Tuesday episode. I'm sorry that Josh Holmes couldn't be here, but fellas, I think we did it. Yeah, I mean, if I may say so myself, 
absolute banger of an episode, gentlemen. Uh, thank you so much to our listeners. We keep seeing the numbers go up, and, and clearly you're telling your friends and family to tune in, so we thank you so much. So, until next time, minions, keep the faith, hold the line, and own the libs. We'll see you on Thursday. Stay ruthless. 